and welcome to another great episode of the Sing Second Podcast. Not a little bit of a spoiler, but we titled this one The Return of He Hate Me. He Hate Me. As always, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Sing Second, on Instagram at Sing Second Pod, or by searching us on Facebook. Make sure you get on that Twitter sphere and get one of our trendy wallpapers that come out every Wednesday. Do Thanks, a great Brandon. job. Yeah, Brand awesome. does a great job with those bad boys. Thanks. Now I only have one wallpaper though, and I've got like nine pictures. Last of, week, yeah, I've had to get last, four phones. I guess I'll do one more now. <laughs> now that that's out there. No, <laughs> as always. Yep. Yeah, as as Butler is uh, trying to find his place and his and his reader <laughs> here. Yeah. You just put your finger on the line that you're at and scroll down. Yeah. Yeah. You don't do that in English class. You use anymore. a laser pointer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it's makes a lot more sense. Modification or accommodation. Yeah. Yes. Maybe yes. print it on blue paper. That would be better for me. Anyway, as always, recording live here at the D Street Studios. Banner still hanging, Kyle. You did a nice. great job there. Good command strips. Good yeah, product. Great command strips. Now, college football officially over. We've known that for a couple weeks. The NFL officially over. Super Bowl last weekend. But now, the re return. Of the XFL, woo! As Ric Flair, who was a wrestler owned by, it's a. We'll talk about it later. Kyle, what's good? Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things that have been pretty good in my life, but the good thing that I was gonna bring up is uh, when it was in its heyday. How many of you guys watched the Jersey Shore? Nope. Anybody? Nope. I haven't watched nope. it. No. So it was kind of going on when I was in college, and uh, me and my roommate. Uh, would watch it a fair amount and we'd kind of get into it, you know, and I, I like binge watching shows So that's my new binge watch. I'm on season Ooh. four already of the Jersey Shore and it's just is that it's, some it's so trash So much trash TV, but I've, I watched part of the family reunion that they had this last year over this last year and a half and it just hooks me, you know. MTV know what they're doing. Mentally st- stimulating. Guilty I get pleasure. It. Yeah. Exactly. And not even that guilty because I watch it with my son all the time. Uh, and That's that was, I was hoping we could dive into uh, who your favorite character was, no, this or is what your favorite person was, or who you hated the most. But apparently, we can't do that. By the way, uh, Vinny and Pauly D are the best. Sam, the worst. Wasn't one of them in prison or still is in prison? No, or? he got out. The The situation. <laughs> Apparently, you have to pay your taxes or you go to prison. So he learned the, that lesson the Hey, hard which way. is fitting because it is tax season. Yeah, it is tax season. <laughs> this, is an off, this is an off-putting way to start the show. I, I don't want to talk about Jersey Shore. <laughs> or taxes. <laughs> or taxes. Uh, taxes are all right. Uh, anyways, that segue was uh, destroyed. <laughs> Danny, what do you have then? What's good? Deion Sanders. Oh, I see the I saw the tease there. He teased us before on what he's going to bring about Deion Sanders. Not what do you think I'm going to say? Uh, good breeding stock. I bet he has a son that's really good at football. Neon Deion. He might. Neon Deion was his yeah awesome nickname. Deion Sanders was ultra flashy player. Neon like flashy. yeah. They call him Neon Deion, but prime time. Compare like the the stuff that he did that was flashy to just now, and mediocre. Yeah, he's average. Just a really really good athlete. Multi sport, right? You guys, 
baseball, right? I don't know. Yeah, millennials probably won't remember. Do you guys know anything about? I'm, I'm trying Sanders? to figure. I'm trying to make the connection on what Deion Sanders being named. Neon I've seen and some just, YouTube videos. Like what? Like what's good about this? Like where's the lead into the what's good segment? Or is this just your way of bringing a segment to us that just we Did, never would have came didn't up? Didn't quite make the sheet. It's not a segment. It's what's good. I'm excited about <laughs> oh, Deion yeah. Sanders right I now. I agree. Deion Sanders he, was good. Oh, he, he played. He, he played for the for the Atlanta Falcons and the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. Yeah. And Is he coming out of retirement to play in the yeah. NBA? What makes what? this relevant He right actually, now? I'm just teasing. You, this is what's good, right? Yep. And I'm excited about Deion Sanders, and I'm telling you all the reasons why. Yeah, so you're excited for a guy who He played play. in an NFL game and a Major League Baseball game on the same day. Yeah. So you're excited about something that happened 25 years ago. <laughs> I'm I'm getting did, to the I'm getting to the thing that I want to tell you, you guys. Did you this on YouTube or what? Did, did it just Google when I tell you when I thought of Deion Sanders, it's like a throwback. He <laughs> but was, why yeah, but, do you think of Deion? Yeah, Sanders? that's what we're trying to get at. Like, what made you think, hey, Deion Sanders? That's what's good. <laughs> but if I tell you right now, <laughs> that's then I don't what get a, was good. Well, if I tell you right now, then I don't get to talk about Deion Sanders anymore because then I'll have to go on. To, oh, so to Brandon and I want to talk right now. Oh, okay then. All right, I'll, the floor is yours. Deion Sanders is one of my favorite athletes ever. Um, multi-sport, like I said, played both professional football and professional baseball. Probably has, you know, a Did ton you of money. Did you buy a poster or something? Did right you see now, a Deion Sanders poster is totally rich. Could live comfortably, do whatever he wants. But what did he recently announce that he wants to do? I don't know. He wants to be a head coach of a college football team. And, he's, and the headline last week was, Deion Sanders says he will be a head college football coach within the next year. And I think that's awesome. And I can't wait to see didn't they, Deion as a head coach. Florida State, didn't Florida State, wasn't there a thing like where they were maybe looking at bringing Something him like in? That. Yeah. Like before, obviously. That was kind of the rumor talk. So I'm, just, I'm excited about that. I think it's awesome. going to be fun to see like a, like a legend like that. Who could do whatever he wants, and he wants to coach. Coaching's hard, and he may find that out <laughs> as soon as he gets into it. And he'll kind appreciate of, his coaches better, right? <laughs> and similarly, then, um, kind of legends. A more recent legend, Ed Reed, is, say, is on staff your, now at Miami. Your, your so thunder, but Ed Reed would also fall into that yeah, category. Those are things that I was kind of excited about that I saw. Um, I don't think I Ed Reed. Week. I mean, he'd probably be a great coach, but like strategy wise. A lot of his hits are illegal yeah. now, so it probably wouldn't be. And I, it's a, he's like some sort of advisor or something. He's just on you, staff at Miami, probably just to get hype. Picture, yeah, the pregame speech that oh, Ed Reed gosh. is going to give the Miami Hurricanes their first game next year. That could absolutely be like the only reason why I'm they hurt, dog. Him. I'm hurt. <laughs> but again, like he's extremely rich. These guys must not play golf, to be honest. <laughs> they're giving back. They're giving back. That's what they're doing. They're giving back. Pay me six figures, I will give back. I I think. Coaching's difficult. It's you know, it's not an easy thing to do, and to see guys like this want to be doing it, I'm excited about that. Brandon, what's nice. good? Uh, last Super Bowl Sunday won the all Ringer second annual official Ring Bowl at home. Go ahead, yeah. Thank you, thank you. What what is the Ring Bowl, if you would? Well, I was I mentioned it. Did last you listen to the last podcast? Yes. <laughs> Don't you remember the whole thing about it's a football game, but they were playing by baseball rules? Oh, like, yeah. See, yeah. ring on a string. Talk to yeah. Brandon every day. I don't remember if that yeah, was a so, conversation we had or with our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> no, and our listeners listen to everything, so <laughs> they'll know exactly what <laughs> and we're all just about. We're one big family. Listeners. Go back and He's wearing his winner's medallion right, right now. now. Medallion. Yeah. Gold medal. You have to take it off. It's. But if your daughter's listening right now, is she... 
Is she going to be like tearing up? She was a little upset. A little upset, but a good sport overall. We shook hands at oh, the end. Good job, and Maddie. I gave thanks on the uh, over-under for the prop bet and all that. I gave thanks to God first. Yeah, there <laughs> we go. I have a recording of it. I'll show you guys. <laughs> Video. But yeah, that's what I got. So Excellent. What's... Good with anybody else. Andy? <laughs> just anybody. I get that a lot. Tell, just tell them about your night last first. night. Tell them oh, what gosh. you got to do. I uh, PA announced the old Bulldog basketball games, and I've never had my heartbeat that fast. Um, it's way different than doing a podcast or, or an award-winning podcast. radio yeah. or no. like no. marriage, yeah. a wedding. Oh, that's way easier. How many times did you say, it's awesome, baby? Boom goes the dynamite. Zero. Boom Zero. shakalaka. Oh, yeah. he, he you did. bring the toast in. He brought the jam. See, he, he did like research on it and stuff, and that was one of the things See, you can't do, deal. apparently. Now, Jeez. Yeah. I was freaking out. No fun. Now, I was freaking out for a long time this week when I found out that they needed somebody. So I looked at all the rules of what you could and couldn't do as a PA announcer at a high school basketball game. And did I break those rules? Yes, but that's because my friend Kyle Milton told me I had to. Which and your your boss. You and my boss, but there's like you're not supposed to say how many points a person scores on a given play. It's just basket good for or good by oh. with the name. So, Brandon, and you weren't at the game, right? I was not. But Danny, you were. I, I have a question for you, and I don't want to rain on on Andy's parade. Please here, do, because oh, people told no. me it was a good job, I and I don't think this it, is it was a good. It was good, but I just wanted a, an, a, an opinion from you here, okay? Because. Little does anybody know, we actually played uh, Andy's former high school. We'll call that an alma mater. But yeah, yeah, I, I struggle saying that. <laughs> it's too many L's with the R at the end. I, the speech is tough for me. Um, Say Santonio Holmes. Yeah, there we go. San Antonio Holmes. The alma mater. See, it's tough. I just don't like the way it rolls. I don't like the way it rolls off my tongue. It's awkward thing to say. It's awkward. Uh, but anyways. We got to face our fears, and this is... Uh, like that, man. So Andy... Had his, his hometown team in, in, in the building. That was probably the thing that made it, was, it at least doable. No. Was, I knew everybody's name. Yeah, but here, this it, and it's tough, but it, I always thought that the home announcer was supposed to get really excited for the home team and then just kind of mumble anything for the, the visiting team. I'm supposed to be fair. That's and, what the rules say. And then it seemed, oh. Danny, that... He was a little bit just like the the state basketball announcers, where he was excited for both teams when they did well. If I if I was gonna have a single critique, it would be that he jazzed up the opposing teams' names <laughs> yeah. equally as he did our team. Yeah, just trying to be a good sport, okay? Which yeah, he I, lo- he I love the I love the. Lo- is it, I don't even know if it's low-key disrespect, but the disrespect when they just sort yeah. of mumble the other team's like, name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, That's what it should have Was that a like. real number? At any time that, that Bas- the opposing team score should have been like, Basketball and a bullet. Yeah. Hey, and, hey, and so that, that would have been my only critique. And I, it's hard because I, I think if it would have been anybody else, it, it would have been a little bit more dialed back. But the, the home roots grow deep. Yeah. And so I... I'm oh, sure so you think tough. it was just loyalty to oh, his yeah. alma mater? Oh yeah, he uh, he was talking to his old high school coach. No, there on no, the bench. Now I was not talking to my old high school coach. I never had either coach on the staffs. You literally told me that oh, this guy the assistant co- coach, yeah. the assistant coach. Never mind. I was. I talked to a lot of people last night. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm thinking if, if he gets a chance, focus to do on it, your job. Yeah, How if he has a chance to do the next to two games. 
I think it's going to be better because he's not going to have that home connection. But the potential starts next year. Like I said, so. that that was my only. My I, have, only. I have a second. Wow. Well, <laughs> I called you Dan. Yeah. Uh, he announced all the coaches' names, and he knows. I think he knows that I don't go by Dan. But your email at school but says he, Dan. But he called me Dan, and. <laughs> That makes me feel uncomfortable. Three syllables back, you know, yes, Dan. Sir. And honestly, it was the only time I've ever heard that the second freshman coach on the on the list <laughs> on the roster actually had the most flair with his name to it. <laughs> Dan Whitney. But practiced well, all day. It, it was good. Like I said, I just wish you could have dialed hey. back the homerism a little bit. And I was open for critiques. Yep, I like, need that to grow. See, I, I just think the North Platte stuff should have been dialed up about twenty percent. And the the opposing teams need to be dialed well, down twenty percent. You know, to kind we'll of get help that eighty thirty kind of. You thing. know, we'll help that as if we can fix the lights and fix the uh, music on those intros, and we'll be good next time. Next I'll time. say I'm I'll, I'll petition the, uh, to bring back Andy though. You yeah, I'll bring him back. I'll, I'll blame. I'll put full blame on the uh, the athletic director <laughs> for for both of those. So uh, I I completely agree with you. That's that's why I say you always got to test those things out. That's why I'm. <laughs> In the gym at 4 o'clock, blaring music to an empty gym so I know everything that I'm supposed to do works. That's true. Good point. And let's let's just put it out there. That could have been the reason why we lost. So I'd say that's probably the full reason why we lost. Like I said, we'll put that squarely on the shoulders of the athletic director. And it's good uh, when you lose to always have a reason other than, like, (laughs) players or coaching. Yeah. Because it just makes it a little easier. Yeah, it makes you sleep easier at night. and. We've already blamed the officials. I know these are Clock private. Operator. Yeah, we've, I know these are private conversations we've had, but uh, me and the people who matter on on these basketball games, we've already went through the the blaming of officials and and the clock management. I thought this was what's good. Andy, Andy, Andy you're supposed to be in charge of this episode of the podcast. Take control, so, man. Yeah, Reel it in. We're getting a little off the rails here. Yeah. So Super Bowl Sunday was last week. Transition. Uh, yes. Transition. The game of games, if you would. Some people watch it just for the commercials. Mm. Not everybody, though. Brandon, thoughts on the Super Bowl between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers? Oh, yeah, shoot. so uh, I thought I Shanahan's game management game. is clock management was the worst thing I've ever seen since Andy Reid. <laughs> yeah. And, Which is uh, ironic. It was, it was crazy how both... You know, I thought if, you know, if uh, the... Chiefs got behind early on, you know, they'd come back. But by the nature of the game, so late, they were up by 10. They got the interception. And then and everybody says, well, they had to let – he didn't trust the quarterback, you know, and all that. Well, they were still throwing at the end when they should have been running and they were built to run. And I like throwing it and being aggressive as much as the next person. But I thought, I thought uh, Shanahan, he is now the new guy. Andy Reid's like, here's the torch. Here, now you're the terrible guy who has terrible game management. Because now when I think of Shanahan, I think of... 28-3. to three. Yep, 28-3, to three, and I think of this. And it's like, geez. So that's good. That's, that's, that's right. was my take. But close game, but I didn't think it was, like, exciting. I wasn't, like, on the end of my seat freaking out. But it was a good good matchup between two teams, and it was entertaining. I just It wasn't as exciting to me. Yeah, I don't think it'll go down as, like... A memorable Super Bowl, but I think when Patrick Mahomes wins his fourth one, this would this will be the one that starts yeah. it. I, that's another thing that I want to talk about in a minute. Like how much like 
is of the Patriots is this beating a the Rams dynasty. Was, yeah, the Patriots beating the Rams wasn't a memorable Super Bowl, but it was a big upset, and then that's the one that started Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. So that's I think how it gets important. My only thought is I think it's gonna I think it's probably a game where guys on both teams will remember it as one of the like most fierce physical um, competitive games I've ever played in. As far as us watching on TV, unless it turns into a dynasty of the Chiefs, I don't think it'll be something we remember years from now. And it was kind of weird because it felt like uh, a San Francisco win for almost all the game. And I felt like the story was 49ers defense for the entire game until all of a sudden that wasn't the story. Until it mattered. Will Mahomes be... The next Tom Brady, or will he be Aaron Rodgers? Like, that's kind of what I want to know. Like, I, everybody thought Aaron Rodgers was when they won their Super Bowl. Yeah. And hasn't even been back. Now, my question to, kind of to build off of that is a little bit of the style of play. Because the Patriots are known for throwing the ball a ton, but, like, within six yards of the line of scrimmage. They're high percentage throws that whatever athlete – Tom Brady has never a big name athlete it seems like but his wide receivers kind of do a lot of the work whereas Mahomes is the one who's scrambling extending plays making big plays happen uh, down the field so is I don't you know I just kind of wonder if it is kind of a new Tom Brady or the next type of Tom Brady does the offense lend itself to a ton of wins because when it's not working you're getting a lot of three and outs you're not being productive you're a lot of punts and not a lot of time coming off the clock is that the best way to have a four-year run of multiple Super Bowls? Well, see, to me, kind of going to that, the Chiefs kind of have proven maybe the opposite. Like, I think your argument goes better with the Los Angeles Rams from last year. Remember the, the 49, Rams. In the yeah. 49ers they were good for a while. Where these, these young coaches that are like the, the golden <laughs> children of the NFL now where they can dominate the dominate the regular season and even make a run, but then how many times through do they have to go through the NFL before teams kind of start figuring them out? Like, did the Rams just kind of fall off the ledge because Todd Gurley wasn't as healthy, or because they had to deal with Jared Goff? Like, I think those are two pretty interesting quarterbacks to to be tied to because you can almost say that they're very similar teams when you think about Aaron Donald and that defensive line with Nick Bosa and that defensive line. And then you have maybe more of a stable of running backs for the 49ers, but receiving core-wise, like you were talking about the same stuff with uh, Cooper Cup and uh, some of the speed guys. Brandon Cooks was doing a lot of the same things that uh, Debo Samuel were doing. So like that's what I think is more interesting because there's, there's long been a, kind of a trend where the Super Bowl loser kind of – goes in the goes in the pits for a while and going back to what Brandon said I think it's a big stat that in the fourth quarter of the last two Super Bowls that Shanahan's been the offensive coordinator and they've been outscored 48 to 0 so like what's happened there and I I saw a quote from Shanahan that said when we lost 28 to 3 to the Patriots I've looked at that game and I've I've seen a million different things I would have wanted to do different I've watched this Super Bowl more times than I'd want to admit, and to be honest with you, I wouldn't change a thing. Right. So it's just kind of interesting that are these teams is are like I said, I throw I'll throw in the Rams too because this is like fast forward or rewound to last year where we thought that the Rams were going to be the team 
of of the decade and I don't know I think any team that wins is going to be the team of the decade because just think how much people were talking about the Ravens like if the Ravens would have been Super Bowl champions instead of getting upset then we're sitting here talking about oh man this is a passing NFL but this team that's changed their whole offense behind a running quarterback and I don't know. We, I think you'll have that conversation every single time that somebody besides the Patriots win. It, I think it's so hard to be sustainably good in the NFL just the way that the NFL's built. It's like continually trying to fill cracks because of you know free agency and the way you know that, that the draft works. You feel like you're really good in one area. Oh, well, okay. Well, we got to fix this area, and then you put resources into fixing another area. And something else deteriorates. So well, and they always say like when you have a cheap quarterback, that's when you got to make your yep. make your money. And Patrick Mahomes won't be the case of that, right? Yeah, in a few years. Yeah, and he'll be the one. And then just as soon as you start losing that, it's just like when Seattle won, and everybody thought Seattle was built to last forever. But as soon as they had to pay Russell Wilson, then they start losing that a lot of those defensive pieces <clears throat> that made them so good. So in the next five years, how many more Super Bowls would you say? The Chiefs are going to win. I'm saying zero. Me too. You think? If you're like, give me the over under. If the over under is one, I'll take the over. Just because you take over one. Over one. So they're going to have to get two. Two in the next five years. I don't know. The push would probably be what I'd go with. If you said point five, I'd say over. I would say the over under might be like one point five. Oh, I'd go under there because. So you think that, that you just that's the opposite of what you just said. Well, just under one point five, you think they're going to win one Super Bowl, but you just said you think they're going to win two. Well, no, I, I said I would I want I would say the push would be if you said oh, okay. the over on yeah. one, and then I said if it was point five, I'd take the gotcha. over. I think like especially with the next collective bargaining, you know, and all that stuff, and salary caps are going to increase even more. I th- I wouldn't be surprised to see NFL being more. Kind of like the college game where your window, you bring in your rookie quarterback and you got like three years, and then maybe if you get the franchise tag on them for the, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then after that, you can't afford those guys and you got to bring in your new well, people. And to kind of build on that, it'll be interesting to see how that forms because if maybe it's, hey, we will, you know, we can't guarantee you a ton of money right now, but if we did the old. Oh gosh, who is it from the Mets? Benny Bonilla, who Not retired in like <laughs> Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> uh, Benny the Bull. Benny the Chicago. Bull. <laughs> but he he's getting paid what one point five million until twenty twenty five or whatever. Yeah. Stop playing baseball twenty years ago. If it's something like that, so that way there's some security on the back end, whether I'm playing for the team I'm on or the second team I'm on, whatever it is, just so that way. They can keep that quarterback since it's such a quarterback-driven league. Here's a question because obviously Mahomes has kind of proven, kind of taking the mantle of being the maybe not the best player in the NFL, but probably the most important. If you could, not even if you could start your team with one player, because Mahomes I think would clearly be it. But like if you could have one position on the field be elite, can like, it be so one like, specific position, well, or no, it can be a position so, group. P- position group, like would you rather have a quarterback or an elite receiving core, or an elite offensive line yeah. or defensive line? Doesn't, defensive it all, doesn't it all end up coming back to the O-line? See, I would say I would want my defensive line to yeah. be elite yeah. more than anything. Why is that? I don't I know barely anything about well, football. Just, but I feel like every, like every team that I like, when they're doing poorly, the argument is, oh, man, our, our offensive line well, is that's terrible. That's everybody's simple 
And that's why I'm saying it's so hard to sustain things because if you're spending money on one thing, then all of a sudden you've got no O-line or D-line and that. Yeah, but every team's going through that and somebody has to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's yeah. like just looking at they the 49ers. Well, yeah. they try not to sometimes. 49ers. <laughs> um, but like the 49ers D line, we talked about this last week how four different D ends had at least six and a half sacks. And with the amount of passes that occur in an NFL game, if you can get to the quarterback more than three or four times, you're doing a lot of well, destruction. And couldn't you say that the way most of the NFL teams are structured <laughs> offensively, like they've, they've created ways to hide a poor offensive line. Passes come out a lot quicker. Screen game, like they're almost playing into the fact of yeah. like, geez, if our own line sucks... We're just going to throw the ball quick under two seconds. Yeah, but when you have Garrett Bowles on the Broncos and he just holds every play, you can't get away from that. Well, you're that's just the a, Wyoming fifth string running back when you start talking about. <laughs> that's, but, that's just me talking about my own team. Yeah. No, I probably agree with you. Plus, a, a good D-line is going to destroy any O-line, so then you're just yeah, making, and, giving that other team a weakness. And there's just something fierce about – and obviously it was the complete opposite in this game because that's what – the 49ers are a lead in is the D line. And, and I thought that they kind of had Mahomes frazzled a little bit, but that's just two interceptions, how, how quick his confidence can go from just an average game to supremely confident because he got hit a couple of times. Like yeah. I was surprised how many times he took off and run, yeah. which isn't a surprise, but how many times instead of just sliding or getting down, like yeah. he tried to deliver the blow and yep. it didn't work out for him very well. 49ers defense is so fast too. Yeah. But does Mahomes' confidence drop ever, do you think? I don't think so. Well, so like that is kind of cool. Like when he's like when they were down twenty four to the to the Texans, he was on the on the sideline just talking to his guys and it was it's cool when you see that. It kind of gives you a college atmosphere because yeah. that's kind of the rah rah speech that typically don't get in the NFL because they're all too professional to do that. But I think it's gone long enough without being said, like, who who did you guys have in this game to win? Did we pick this? I had the 49ers just because a lot of Maggie's family lives in Kansas City, so I just want to be the bad guy. Memory's coming back. I was the only one that also picked this game correct. I don't know if I ever made a pick. I feel like I was just mumbling around. Uh, I I think with the 1984 (laughs) – uh, whatever. 88-89. Yeah, and then you said, actually, I'm not even a Broncos fan. I'm a 49ers fan, so they, let's go Niners. I, like, I I remember that distinctly. I'm over that. You're not a not a Niners fan anymore? No, I'm a Houston uh, – what's Houston's XFL Renegades? Yeah, no. No. Roughneck. Rough, yeah, Houston Roughnecks fan, though. She's – Kind of that was that wasn't trying to segue. I was gonna say all. kind of putting the cart before the horse here yeah. on my paper. That's two or three segments. Can I say here. one last thing about the Super Bowl? Or do you guys have game thoughts on that still? I just want to give a little shout out. I just I like the style of plays for both teams. Like you have Kansas City, who looks a lot like what you see on Saturday, since this is a college football podcast. At least we say that this is. Um, but how even though San Francisco uses a fullback. They do it in a lot of weird, different ways that is not traditional to your normal eye formation. We're going to run power and we're going Who's to run check? ISO. There we go. We spent all <laughs> podcasts last time. Do you sit Yeah, Sorry. yes. Ah, keep going. But how, I mean, Debo Samuel is such a huge part on the jet sweep. 
with the fullbacks in the game. Usually those two yeah. ideas don't c- coincide together. Debo Samuel, rapidly going up my list of favorite players yeah. because of a he cool just, name and just oh. how dynamic he is. He I honestly that. thought he was – the way the game started, I thought he was going to be kind of the the guy in control of well, it. He lead blocks. He yeah. runs a jet sweep. He runs great routes. He catches the ball. Yeah. Like, I also I really like Mostert. So maybe I'm a 49ers fan too. But luckily <laughs> I picked the right team to win. Even gave you the free point, Danny. <laughs> All right, Dave, what's that last thought that you're going to bring up? No, I I admire – so I have a student that's a big Chiefs fan, like, since he was a little kid. Do do you think I can say his name or should I just – Precious. Initials? We'll we'll bleep it out. All right. So this kid I have in class is a big Chiefs fan and um, an established Chiefs fan. It's not like bandwagon or anything. This is way before Mahomes. Since he was a baby, I guess. I don't really know how that I was going to say, have you known him this long? No, this is just what he tells me, and I also know his dad. His dad told me this, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah high, school, high school kids never lie about this stuff. <laughs> no, but so for, for all last week, he wore a different Chiefs shirt or jersey or something, oh, which I, I thought was pretty about. pretty cool. There's not a lot of high school kids. I think you could say this kid's name. I think his dad would give you the Yeah, his name's thumb. Beckett. Yeah, I think um, you could give him the thumbs up on this no. one. So... It was cool because, like, I, I don't think a lot of high school kids are really into sports. You talk yeah. to them about college football, they kind of like it. You talk to them about NFL, well, they like one or two of them. Who's winning. Yeah. So I thought it was awesome that he wore a Chiefs jersey or shirt all week, just celebrating his team. And I, I told him, yeah, the Broncos won a Super Bowl once, and I thought it was just going to happen over and over. And it turns out it's pretty hard to win multiple Super Bowls, so enjoy it while you can. But the best part about the whole thing is the jersey that he wore on Monday, the day after the Super Bowl, was a, uh, is it Matt Castle? Yeah. <laughs> is he a chief? Yeah. The Matt Castle jersey, which that's awesome. I thought that was cool. Another so. funny thing, just because I now know who you're talking about, his dad is a diehard Raiders, Raiders fan. Yep. So just the whole concept of Within a Raiders division. fan with a Chiefs son. Yeah. Oh, and I was talking to him the other day, too, in off-season optimism. Like, he's so jacked about the Raiders. He thinks the Raiders have made every right decision over the last year and that they're going to be in Super Bowls pretty soon. So, now, shout-out to to high school students who enjoy this podcast and who enjoy sports and talking about sports. speaking of which... Because the longer you can talk about sports during a class period... The less you get to talk about (laughs) history. (laughs) You guys do know that the Raiders play in Las Vegas, right? Now Have you guys ever thought about taking a little sing second podcast trip to Las Vegas to go to a Raiders game? Why do you keep inviting us on trips <laughs> on this? And if the Eagles were playing, maybe. Hey, there we go. I got one in. Light can, I'll do a light. Can, well, the Broncos will play there, obviously, at once some a year. point. Yeah, so. Or once every eight years for, uh, for the Eagles. Pencil me in as considering. There you go. Andy? He doesn't. Yeah. He claims to not watch enough. We've been talking about NFL football now for an hour, so maybe. And that's why I've been quiet. Okay. Anywho, let's go on to what really matters the most: the commercials. Do we what? have one that we enjoyed more than the others, or how's this? How's this set of commercials rate to past year's Super Bowls? I actually thought they tried to be funny, and I thought there's a lot of good ones. No, like. Really great ones. I know Brandon's going to bring up one that I, I do think is actually going to stand the test of time just because I kind of know his sensibilities and I'm re- looking off of his paper right now. Uh, but I thought they were good. They didn't try to be too syrupy or too serious. And I, I did think there, there were some good ones. Uh, 
just because whoever made this show sheet put on the the Hyundai. I can, I'm not even gonna pronounce it. Smart pack. Smart pack. Yeah. Anyways, as soon as I ever hear something like that, and it's not like they they coined it or anything, but with those accents, I always think it kind of two things. I think of Matt Damon, Ben Affleck <laughs> in uh, Goodwill Hunting, or just when they go. Ba- That's my ba- favorite movie of all time. Mine too. Bantering back and forth. Yeah. High five. Podcast high five. Uh, and then I think of SVP and Rosillo because they always do that yep. stuff as well. Yep. But uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to, I, to Brandon. Can I cut in? Oh, I think yeah. of my brother-in-law who one day for an entire Husker football Saturday claimed to be that he was – I can't remember what the name he said, but he was from Dorchester. No, he's from Worcester. And he just used the fake Boston accent all day, and it just made me laugh for the entire day. So Was this Big K? No, other oh. brother-in-law. Oh, okay. That's old Mitchell. He listens to this podcast sometimes. Shout out. Yep. What else? Brandon? Uh, I, there was two I liked. The one where they were like using all the figures of speech and then yes, like that the was person goes with his head in his butt. Yeah. You know, and I thought that, that was, was funny. Yeah. And then obviously the Groundhog Day one. Funny yeah. commercial. Classic. And they had the same, like a lot of the same. The original characters there, I thought was I awesome. Thought it was kind of funny. Ned? Ned Flanderson? <laughs> like. When that guy popped up, that's when I knew. I was like, this, this so one's funny. good. I love that movie. I love that commercial. That was good. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I haven't this was, this was the most disappointing thing. He didn't even know the concept of Groundhog's Day. What? Oh. And, oh Whatever. Like, you can backtrack now. If we're going to talk about Groundhog Day, let's start with Brandon's Groundhog Day <laughs> tradition. <laughs> Claiming to be up at 4 a.m. It was. I actually believe it. Cooking coffee over the fire outside till I ran out of propane. <laughs> <laughs> That just Which you, all the credit that, that you were building up with, about the fire and everything, and then you said it was like a gas fire, and that just kind of dropped. Well, I didn't have any like way to burn it with wood <laughs> out there. But, no, Groundhog Day it was good, classic. I'm surprised Bill Murray like signed on to do it. Like, yeah, I was too. Uh, it, was, it was a good one. My favorite one was the MC Hammer Cheeto commercial because yeah. those things. Like, I wasn't super into the commercials, but th- that one popped on and just kind of made me chuckle to myself, seeing him pop out. And, yeah. Uh, Can't touch it. Yep. Do you have any butler? Because then I, I want to just bring up one more thing. I just enjoyed the continuation of the Tide Stain Remover yeah, one with Charlie Day and how then all of a sudden it was Bud Light was involved yeah. and how it just kept going on. And I don't know, like, those kind of are awesome to me just because it's the recurring theme throughout. Yeah. This wasn't what I wanted to bring up, but... This again, show of hands. I already mentioned the Jersey Shore. Anybody watch the Mass Singer afterwards? Oh yeah, I didn't. Oh nope. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna just kind of bring up because obviously it was the biggest, like even more than the game, the conversation that I just constantly heard over and over again. Like, were you guys anti or pro halftime show? Uh, I don't want to talk about the halftime show. Just I'm just, sorry. I didn't, I didn't I, watch. I it thought actually. it was great. I thought it was good. So did I. Every like half the people like. The that I don't know, I was gonna say something that would have probably offended a lot of people, but uh, <laughs> like the people who uh, opinions that I listen to on podcasts, I was also gonna say the people who I respect, which then I and <laughs> <laughs> seven episodes, it's just been a great habit, yeah. And then the people then would probably say, Well, then the other people must be people that I don't respect, but uh, like, Can you just quickly list all the people you respect and then all the people you don't respect, uh, Danny, Brandon. <laughs> I had to make the list. <laughs> that's the joke part of it. I was trying to figure out who to leave out. But. I remember that next time we would have hosted at D Street Studios. 
But uh, like half the people are like, man, that might have been the the greatest halftime show uh, that didn't involve Prince. And then the other half is like, Jeez. oh my God, I can't believe the smut that was on my TV. So it was crazy. I think one of the cool things, though, is since the Super Bowl was in Miami, they did a Miami-centered yeah. halftime show. I can't believe Pitbull didn't make the That's appearance. So. He was on the pre-concert or yeah. something. If like, half the people love it and half the people hate it, that means they did what they wanted. Because people yeah. were yep. talking about it, you know. Yeah. Gosh. And well, also, if you didn't like it, you had the option of... Literally doing anything Walking else. away. And, yeah. But how great would it have been if they just started, like, completely dark stadium, and then just all of a, all of a sudden you hear Pitbull say, fireball, and then boom, <laughs> it blows up, and then J-Lo does her thing. Why didn't like, you suggest that earlier? Just just one, he didn't doesn't have to sing a single song, just fireball, and then a big ball of fire, because you get it, you get it, and then now J-Lo is just on stage starting it. I guess it was Shakir who started it, but... Yeah, they sign up a per, a person whose most famous song is "Hips Don't Lie," and then yeah. like people are, are offended, offended that the hips move a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, so one sense. of the props was uh, you cleavage. know what I bet it got. I bet people were watching. Yeah, I bet there was a lot of people. There's watching. There's a lot of tweets I saw. Ones like, "Thank you to the Super Bowl halftime show. I finally got to see my eight-year-old son turn from a boy to a man." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the prop bets was cleavage from one. Or from J-Lo, from Shakira, both or neither? Which one do you think paid out? It was both, wasn't it? I've, I, th- I thought it was definitely both, but yeah. Anyways. National Anthem was well under two, right? Yeah, yeah it, it was. was. You, you timed it. Because it was it yeah. like two. It was, spo- it was over under 205, and it was well under yeah, two minutes. It was like, like a minute more. 50. Oh. Wow. Ten seconds is a long time when you're singing the National Anthem or reading about it. I would know. Any, any last thoughts? There's a comment from yeah. his game last yeah. night that you he got there. to MC. Like, yeah, big deal. Like he, come he had come to out, score the ball. You know, one thing I've learned about Andy over the last few months? Humble brags. Yeah, is that yeah. he's one of, the most, one of the most humble people that I've ever known, but he just loves the opportunity to just stick in. It's yeah. not even a humble brag. It's just a straight brag. Like he, yeah. told, he just kind of out of the blue told me the other day that he's a really great softball player. <laughs> I've won. Not, I, I didn't I ask or anything. It just I have a team MVP. Came, it just came out. You know. yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I see him wearing a sling at home just because his shoulder gets so <laughs> so much in pain. So hey, I've got I've got to support this head, and I have really wide doors so my head can get through. <laughs> Any last thoughts on Super Bowl commercials halftime show? Nope. Mm-hmm. Nope. All right, let's segue to the actual college football conversation. We just had National Signing Day Part Two. Has the first part kind of ruined the second part? Or the original part, I should say. JT Ayers tweeted out, he thinks so. He said hey, that, that tweet sounded kind of mean. Said, not near as good, unless like you have related to somebody who's signing or whatever. So are, are you That's saying that, saying. like, you mean, like, compared to the early signing? Is that what you mean, like, part one, part two? Yes. Well, in college football, yeah, like, it, it makes sense to have the early signing because she... Half of the guys that are going to be playing as true freshmen next year have already been in college and on campus since January. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could almost say that these guys are either uh, the people who are five stars but just couldn't decide and still had, like, the ten choices, or your teams are signing, like, the second, third, fourth, fifth-tier guys. And I think if, if you're one of those mid-tier guys, it's probably more beneficial because then you went from being kind of a, just anybody to fill the roster to now you went from being a mid-major to low power five to 
Now you're getting calls from the SEC that you weren't getting yeah. a month or two months ago. Yeah, because the guys that they were hoping to get signed elsewhere early, so then now instead of being ranked number 50, you actually you're in the top 10 of people who haven't signed yeah. yet. So, Brandon, any surprises Brandon's on the old list? Thoughts. Well, just thoughts in general. Um, with the transfer protocol and everything else, like it, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? You, you could have a class that you're pretty excited about. Eight of the last 10 years it's been Alabama is had the number one <clears throat> class, and they're not winning eight national championships those years. Which makes me think, you know, that Saban is kind of Mac Brownish in that when Mac Brown always had a top class when right. he was, at, you know, and I know he. They've Texas won is a ton. still like getting yeah. higher ranks, number nine. But yeah. he's not doing as good with the athletes that he's supposedly bringing in, and then just in general. Well, I mean, for, what's it? What's the number one? What's that supposed? You think it's supposed to be a direct correlation? Like, I, I just think if you're if you're supposedly bringing in the number one talent everywhere, and if your job yeah, is scouting but, scouting the talent, bringing in that talent, and and that's not just for him. I always thought that because I despise Alabama, but like yeah, I, Texas, I think this is Alabama. I was, I was gonna say when like, Texas was doing the same thing when you know when Mac Brown yeah. was there, and then it was like oh number one recruiting class. Oh he's so, oh Mac Brown such a great coach, such a great coach. And then they lose two or three games. But to know? be fair, so I have the top 150 here. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can just you read them one through just 150? So well, we've got a lot of time it. to kill. Can you go in reverse order? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's just. Well, start. I can start who's, who's number 69 because that's going to be a joke that never gets old. Oh boy, Jesus! Let me flip to that page. As you're looking for it, I, I, the the wounds of Brandon. Central joke. Florida Knights. There you go. The wounds of Brandon and I's friendship is, are now just starting to scab over oh, no. from this Alabama conversation. But you do realize that just this year was the first year that they had not been in the college football playoff, right? So they actually yeah. have been using those number one recruits pretty well, fairly well, because they have more national championships in the last 10 years than most colleges could ever dream of having. And to be fair, here are the top five. Uh, Georgia. They're usually pretty good. Alabama, number two. Clemson, number three. LSU, four. And Ohio State, five. So all those teams that are always in the Final Four turn out to have the top five usually. I'm just saying the recruiting class thing, it's over, it's overrated. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise, you know. I don't know if I agree with that. Because you don't know who's going to be there, how long it's going to pan well, out. Well, then, so... You know? If That's probably one of the things that you know Alabama I mean. is dealing with is they recruit these players, but a lot of them are leaving early to go to the NFL. So then it's yeah. like, That's puts almost, more pressure on re- recruiting continuously. Well, the the couple of times that Alabama hasn't been the number one recruiting class, it's been Georgia. Yeah. So just think about the success that Alabama's had compared to Georgia. And I'm not saying Georgia's been a slouch, but... Like, if you're saying the recruiting yeah. class doesn't really matter that much, then really what you're doing is propping up Nick Saban's coaching ability because he's still getting these players. Maybe I am, maybe I am a Nick Saban <laughs> That's fan. a reverse maybe psychology. He's trying to, dabble he's just trying to trigger Brandon with this. No, All right. No. So I looked at the top 25 teams, roughly. Um, here are the, how the SEC fares in the top 25, which I just think is remarkable. They have the number one, number two, number four, number six, seven, eight, ten, and eighteen in the top 25. Can I ask an honest question about this? Because I don't know. 
and I just want to know what you think. Is that because they oversign intentionally? What do you mean by oversign? Like signing a lot more class than what they have for well, their... But they technically I mean? can't do that because the letter of intents that they have, they can only reach up to that, so how do 85 they do that then? How do they always have such high... I, I think it's partly because... I'm just, I'm just curious. Region, partly because strength of schedule that they play every year and i mean just that brand recognition of it's SEC it, but football. i mean the overall number of yeah and well, maybe it's because a lot go pro so somebody was telling yeah, me i think there's more they, people leaving than in typical yeah, school yeah. whether it be transfer or like yeah. that, and i can't remember what they called it but i'm just it's like a gray shirt or, or something like that that like they'll offer a bunch of guys these these scholarship offers but they're not full scholarship offers because what they're doing is they're waiting like, hey, here's a scholarship, here's a place for you, but it's not official unless we know that somebody else isn't coming. Mm-hmm. So like they're waiting to see if the top dogs don't come. And if they don't, then they actually, I think, have a lot of these four and three star guys that are kind of on retainer yeah, essentially because as soon as these five star guys choose Clemson or Ohio State, then they're like, oh, that's okay. We have this four star guy kind of on our back shelf that now this whatever they call it and I don't think it's a gray shirt but blue shirt blue shirt yeah so oh we have this blue shirt guy that's <laughs> it's all right now this now this is an actual scholarship for well him. and so what that is is the student has to pay like they're just a normal student walk-on type but then they eventually work for their scholarship well, more or less mm-hmm. someone transfers and just walk around campus with a blue shirt on <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a QB jersey where it's the opposite <laughs> color can't hit them if they're can't walking hit them. to the more yeah. conservative. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let boy. me know when you want me to say the four things that I wrote. Well, I saw that you're on Clash of Clans, so go ahead, Dan. Get them over with quick. And then you guys can – I hate recruiting. <laughs> like, anybody that talks to me about football, I just always say I don't care about recruiting, even Nebraska. I'll, yeah, but you, that's because when we you show, always... When you're on the field in a game, then you've made it. You must be pretty good, and then I'll watch. Like up until so- that point, I just to me, here's what I got to say. It seems like just saying a bunch of high school kids' names that I've never heard of before, followed by saying that Alabama and Clemson win recruiting, and now LSU and and uh, Georgia are in there. And then there's always the Texas. They're good at recruiting. Why are they never actually good at football? And to me, it's just. No, it's just boring for me to listen to, and I and I don't care about recruiting. That's all I got. Gosh, just pessimistic, Danny tonight. No, it's not. It's not That's pessimistic. Exactly it's <laughs> I don't care. Who you I are. don't have space until you bring I it. I don't have space in my brain to store away all these names. I would rather wait till they're on the field playing, and then I can say, "Oh, that guy's oh, I love good." Lamar Jackson. That's what <laughs> or, you're saying. Oh, <laughs> that guy's bad. Oh. Is this also the part where we're talking about the? Yeah, I want to hear your... Well, because I didn't, no, I didn't you know have, if that was coming later. Do you have any other I, thought, thoughts on just signing day No, I don't general? like it. No, I don't like it. All right, so the, the guy who kind of likes reading about it, I'll go. Uh, no, that, yeah. I, so, why well, I just thought this was... one out. I appreciate that. I'm not mad, guys. I know it's a little it aggressive. I know, it's But uh, just <laughs> looking at the top 150... Actually, I looked at the top 270 or whatever it was. Um, according to 24-7 Sports, so this is going to be different according to other organizations and whatnot. But just looking at like 51 through 57, and this Dan is... fired up, just so you guys know. 
He's man. One fifty is my trigger word. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's weird. It's but, my safe word. <laughs> Anywho, so uh, number fifty one was Kansas State, and I thought that was intriguing just because year one under a new head coach who came from the FCS level, you know, pretty solid every year. Fifty two, Oregon State. I just thought that was really high for a team that, other than this last year, makes us yeah. look really good. Uh, 53 was Vanderbilt, 54 Baylor, 55 USC. How the mighty have fallen. But then right behind That's USC. That's why Danny didn't want to coach there. Yeah. <laughs> in the previous episode. <laughs> but right behind USC and Washington State, who have been pretty good the last couple of years, uh, Kansas, 57. So the less miles Watch effect up. really taking, a, taking effect there. Um, and then let me turn a couple pages because there's a D2 school. It was like Central Oregon or Western Washington or something that like that. That sound you're hearing is Andy ruffling <laughs> 25 papers in front of his Literally microphone. 150 yep. recruiting things. Yep. Uh, pa- lowest power five, Illinois at 88. Which So I was talking be... to Dawes about this, listener Dawes. The Wizard of Dawes. And he was saying that uh, Illinois, yes, never has a good recruiting class, but every year they bring in 10 to 15 transfer guys that – are not factored into this recruiting That's class. True. So That's therefore, like they look poor on the recruiting scale, yeah. but in all actuality, they might have a better squad coming new to their program than... Yeah. Andy, I'd take an adjusted list figuring in the... I, that's, I couldn't do that because they aren't all Well, if you're it. really doing your research, you could have created your own instead of just copying somebody else's content. I have to teach English sometimes, gentlemen. <laughs> Anywho, okay, so number 124, Princeton. You now, skip from 57 counting down to yeah, 124? Yeah, so Princeton at 124. Don't forget, we knew what 69 was crazy. too. Yes, is it the first FCS team. Okay, not only is it higher than cheap seven, it's higher than seven FBS teams, but Princeton has two Nebraska kids on the in the signing they, class. They turn out some NFL talent too, like Ross Tucker, a few other people. You know, where it's like, oh yeah, that guy was yeah. from Princeton. The lowest FBS team was New Mexico State, which is really low. Um, and then a D two. I tried. I don't know. <laughs> the the viewpoint from our vantage point is uh, it's no joke. There is sixty papers yeah, here. He's, that he's, he's trying to rifling through. through them. We're laughing, so he's lost. Just <laughs> tell us your just your what are your thoughts on just what were your points you were about to make? I follow a lot of the mid major podcasts, mid major websites, uh, FCS websites. So that's what I've been kind of doing. Is yeah, you can see the one through. 130 of the FBS, but how do how does recruiting in the FCS compare? And so I was looking at the FCS recruiting website, if you would, and a lot of the kids who will commit to a lot of those FCS programs are have like regional scholarships to like a Louisville if they're in the kind of the Kentucky Tennessee area, but they'll turn it down <laughs> to. Hopefully, probably have more playing time. I don't know. I just enjoy reading non-important information. Yeah, and I'm wasting like a lot it. of time. Like and it. honestly, like that, what you just brought up was interesting because I've been talking to uh, somebody about college stuff here, and that was one of the things that I brought up. Like, would you rather go to a Division One school where you're going to be able to tell your your family for the rest of your life, "I was a Division One athlete." 
or would you rather go to a FCS or That's still Division One? A whatever. Division Two school. Nobody considers it Division One. I always or feel d- like winning a playoff would be way sweeter than winning a bowl game. Or a Division Two school where, uh, granted, the the glitz and the glory might not be as high, but you get to play a little bit sooner. You get to be more of an impact player because obviously the Ohio State's like there's there's people talented enough to they get to do that at the highest level, but that's the one percent like where does the other kids fall in like do you would you rather play or would you rather have the prestige and just kind of looking at the rankings there there are three stars who would rather sign with the fcs programs i don't know if that's just because of the tv deals and everything you can watch is on espn3 at least if not some of the espn use and whatnot closer to home yeah and things like that or if it's just since recruiting such a bigger deal now it's harder to be a diamond in the rough because Clips are everywhere. Yeah. I, I have a ton of respect for kids who want to be at a D1 school, want to work their butt off, basically knowing that they're never going to see the field. I think that's pretty awesome to just want to be a part of that and knowing everything that you have to put into it just to be on the scout team or on whatever. the squad. Yeah. But to me, if I mean, you play a sport because you love playing the sport. So I would try to find that best fit of what's sort of the highest level I can be at and be a... <clears throat> Uh, you know, a role player or a difference maker <clears throat> on the team. So here, oh, go for it. Uh, well, you can make your thought. I just had a question. I was just gonna say, but like, it, it, you never know. But how many people are, are thinking that, or just going to that D one program, hoping for their their Rudy moment, where they do get to make an impact, or right. the like the walk on program at Nebraska. Like to me, obviously, you would want to play on the field, but yeah. there can't be anything. Like that gives you goosebumps and makes you feel better than than charging out of a stadium oh, with yeah. eighty thousand people and, and that's just being why able to look around right. and it's just it's not the same at Shattered State right like but another thing that I was Chadron if you were uh, Chadron another thing I was just gonna make a point of uh, with Butler's uh, comment about teams going to Division Two and the FCS like money in sports is everywhere and a lot of those programs have awesome facilities where even 20 years ago they were playing yeah. on grass fields with price stickers and sambers and uh just dirt fields for the most part but right. now you see these d small d2 programs again in shatter that has brand new turf field brand new stadium brand new turf practice yeah. fields and uh there's other d2 programs that have indoor facilities yeah. that rival d1s yeah. across you the still feel like you're being taken yeah. care of and, yeah. and part of it's just like if you go to nebraska as a walk-on okay you're just a guy and yeah. you can say you're on the football team like is there something to being that bmoc the big man on campus at a, at a smaller yeah. school that i think would be cool well, when i when i was young and like you know dreaming of being a professional athlete when obviously wanting to be a football player at Nebraska, my vision was never of me on the field, right? Yeah. My vision was... Watching the from tunnel, the sidelines? Yeah. No, it was oh. the tunnel walk. Yeah, then watching from the sidelines. <laughs> yeah. No, just the tunnel walk yeah. and, and running out to the yeah. to the band and everything. But um, is the transfer portal, can you transfer from a lower division to D1 or is it strictly only... No, you can go up and down either way. Because we don't... Like, you always hear about, and we called the quarterback portal the other yeah. week, but D1 to D1 schools, like high-profile school to another high-profile profile school. But I wonder if having this portal and the way that transfer rules work now, if we'll see 
guys going D2 or whatever, trying to get, you know, a starting spot, get film, and then using that as a as sort of leverage or, or uh, you know, to get recruited through the transfer portal to go to a D1 school. You'll see that, like, in Vernon Adams, not mm-hmm. that it was that a protocol. Yeah, since the portal wasn't around when the Oregon quarterback was coming from Eastern Washington to Oregon. But it's that idea. Um, you'll see that a lot with some receivers or some tight ends, those guys who, if they're the unguardable at the FCS level or the mid-major yeah. level, uh, there's a tight end from Bowling Green a couple years ago who transferred to Alabama and loved being on the special teams, loved being a part of the culture, yeah. and then end up getting drafted late or signed as an undrafted free agent. But just he knew that, yeah, I could be the best mid-major, but if I want to play at the next yeah. level, I've got to go against those best guys at practice. Well, I guess you also got to consider – if you are the worst player on the entire Nebraska Cornhusker football team, you're still a Cornhusker, and you still get all the things like you oh, yeah. talking about facilities and everything. Like you yeah. get all the clothes, you get to eat good food every day. So I, yeah. you know that. And I think if you want that to be your college experience, then. But another thing that I I think about is like some sometimes those mid major guys get looks from the NFL because their numbers are so ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah. like T Y Hilton was at FIU. Oh, Danny Woodhead. In the, uh, he was going to be my next guy. Sorry. Like, does Danny Woodhead even get a sniff at the NFL if he's uh, a fifth year senior getting carries at Nebraska? No, but because he put up video game numbers at Chattern State, that probably got him more looks because he had kind of the numbers that made people turn their heads and then he had this the skills to back it up where you probably wouldn't have seen that for at least three years if you went to Lincoln or someplace. If at all. Yeah. Any last thoughts? What about the old uh, hat selection? You don't see that quite as often as you used to. We were talking about this and I like I brought up the video announcements because like when someone would denounce being a Husker fan or come back to being a Husker fan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Nebraska had a couple of cool <laughs> recruits <laughs> videos, but uh, I want to hear Brandon's opinion first because he has some strong ones, and then I just kind of want to piggyback off what he says. So, like, as far as the video stuff for me, like, I appreciate the creativity and stuff that goes into them, but uh, to make a whole video or to just have the whole drama of all the hats there... I think it's pretty stupid. And so you're saying if you were to create a video, would you regret it? The reason why I do those videos was <laughs> as a mockery of that as well. Mockery. So, oh, so those were in like good conscience and good faith. Those well, were just to make well, fun were, of. Well, they were, but so. the reason why they were video was to, <laughs> it was my original idea was to make a video and then it was going to be this whole thing. And then I was going to pick like a Big Mac instead of a quarter pounder <laughs> could, kind of a deal. Could... Could you repost those just so that way our listeners yeah, know what I this conversation is about? But, uh, you know, to me, it's like just this huge parade for saying you're going to do something. You know what I mean? Oh. And it's like, that's like if I was going to say I'm going to be an astronaut, oh, I, even <laughs> though there's a more likelihood that they're going to go and do what they say. But it's like this whole ensemble of stuff going on because they're saying they're going to do something which they may not they may not finish which that's fine 
or they may transfer to go to another school, but that's fine. But you know, it's just like all this accepting all, all this accepting stuff. glory for yeah, doing you know? what. So could it be like the team that has the number one draft pick this year for the NFL saying, "Hey, this year we're gonna try and win the Super Bowl." It would be kind of like that, you okay. know. No, I wouldn't say that, but you know, though, I just don't like any of that stuff, and I I think it would be a better thing. I don't know, like as far as this stuff goes, instead of having these ceremonies for that kind of thing, what if the school, I'm talking with my hands a lot here for you listeners here, <laughs> just to emphasize this. If you want a visual, <laughs> next time you see Brandon, just ask him and he'll yeah, tell you. So if you hear a lot of wind yes, coming, it's his hands uh, moving. I'd so. like to see like if the schools that they came from, like when they finished or when they graduated or when they finished their eligibility or whatever, then they come back to their high school mm. And then, like, every year a high school would say, hey, anybody who left us and went to participate in whatever activities or whatever and you were successful, come back in and then we're going to celebrate you when we're done. Community service type of deal? It's, it's, I don't know. So is it just more of the self-aggrandizing that you kind of have an issue with? I think so. That's me. Yeah. but uh, like to me, and obviously, if they're if they do one of these videos or if they have the hat selection, then they're obviously one of the top recruits because nobody is going to look at somebody picking between uh, a hat that doesn't matter. Like these are the wow, way to dance on eggshells there. Well, I was going to say some things that might not have been the best things. <laughs> but to but say. this has trickled down. Like anybody who's yeah. going to play a college sport is yeah. putting out some sort of. That's well, a, almost but, formal announcement. Yeah. But I, I still think some of the videos, like I said, the creativity of it, because like even all these top athletes, uh, such a small percentage of them make it to the next step. So this is their 15 minutes of fame. They will never have the eyes of the nation on them again. So why not let these kids live it up a little bit, soak in some of this, some of this fun, because... Yeah, they could probably do it the old-fashioned way and just sign the piece of paper in the athletic office and, and boom, they're going to their school. But, again, this this is the best time in these kids' lives, and making these decisions are hard decisions. I don't think we have to probably go too deep to see just the vitriol that they get from fan bases of the ones they don't pick. So, like, they're going to put a lot of stuff and have to take a lot of stuff why not let them enjoy this one day, this one part? And that's that. That's the root of the problem that I have with it is, is these are seventeen. I mean, these are kids that Why are your being. Definition of a kid is seventeen and eighteen. They're kids, though they are. And to me, it's all driven by forty, fifty-year-olds. Well, and, and, and I find a little, I find it a little bit like off-putting and almost a little sleazy the way the whole, that all the recruiting and stuff works, and that. You've got these adults just sort of um, obsessing over these kids. And like you said, when they don't pick their school, then they're, they're taking heat from it. Uh, yeah. And I feel like that it's an adult thing, that it's adults that are stirring all this up and almost kind of like preying on the vanity of kids. Like, we want, we want to see this. This is what we want to see. And I just – and then the other part of it is the whole – and I don't, I don't really – I don't necessarily have a strong opinion about paying athletes and that sort of thing, but we want them to attend our schools as amateur athletes and be good students and all that stuff, but we're treating them like celebrities when they're 17 years old. And that, that part of it is what I turn away from. Like, it just, it just bothers and kind of annoys me. And that's, a, that's another part of the reason 
in seriousness why I don't pay attention to recruiting because I just find it a little odd. So there you go again. Another negative Danny comment there. Just really taking this oh, podcast down and really on a he metaphysical don't level. Don't consider that, that well, aspect of I mean, it. Let's not for, forget I talked about my dead dog. <laughs> Danny can't be taking this down. Okay, so am I, do you guys disagree with that? No, do you guys like, see now, that part of it at all? Twitter has really kind of made this the best, worst thing possible because it's a place for all your friends and family to congratulate you, know that you put in a ton of work and things like that. But th- you hit the nail on the head with the – the 40-year-old guys who are upset that you didn't choose this school and you went across the, the river to the, the, the rival school or whatever it is. And so, like, yeah, you have a lot of valid points, but I think you're just – let's focus on the green. How can rivals – The green grass on this side. Oh, I thought you were talking money. Yeah, uh, that's what I thought too. Well, it could be. Anyways. I rivals. love college football and I love watching it on Saturdays. I just, but I just don't choose to be interested. Unless you're going to start proving it, don't tell me your name is what I hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> How can rivals with a clear conscience take money for subscriptions when they're promoting stuff for likenesses of high school athletes? We've like had that conversation yeah. before. College football, yep. video game, and all that stuff. Yep. Uh, with that lawsuit gets canceled, you know, because of it's an entire and, industry. Yeah, yes, and this is like and actual scouting. kids with their stats. Like, if I was a high school, I, I don't know why high school kids haven't thought of this before. Like, geez, these people are. Literally making money yep. of a subscription off, my exact, off of my high school stats. Well, and like and, and my and picture my and my stars and, and my high See, and to me, that's adults taking advantage advantage yeah. of kids. Yeah, I I hate like the whole thing of that. Yeah, I just not like. It. Wow, that did not go the way that's I thought it would. Me. That's a discussion, man. I know, and I just it went down an content. Alley. Mm-hmm. It went down a darker alley than I thought it was going to. I it's, I don't think it's dark. Yeah, I just think it's it turned dark there, Danny. Mm-hmm. Or we shed some. You want me to tell you about Deion Sanders? Yeah. Are we about time for that? I mean, we're moving on to the other, the only league that American football league that is still playing. So you want to bring up old Neon Deion Deion now? Or he he, he's actually probably still good enough to play in this next league that we're about to talk about. He was so good. He was such a good athlete. Probably still is. YouTube him because the grainy footage is still available. (laughs) Better athlete Deion Sanders or Russell Westbrook? Ooh. Better athlete. Yep. What other sport would Russell Westbrook He can run faster, playing? he can jump higher, he's probably stronger, better athlete. There was some sort of argument on Twitter about this the other day. and I, I really just wasn't trying yeah. to dive into a philosophical No, I think thing. to be able to play professionally in two different sports, like, that's pretty amazing. Those are just... But, like, are we talking, like, who was it, the Michigan quarterback? And to be really good in two different sports. The old Michigan quarterback that uh, Prime was awesome, and then Bo Jackson, like, is the two guys. Bo Jackson, you know what I mean. But he looked like whatever sport he was going to play, he would be the best. Let's have a whole podcast about Bo Jackson. I'd have to watch him. How about we have a whole podcast about Danny Whitney? Yes. Yeah, if any listeners like even cared about that, it's not happening. I just said no. Yeah, so Danny was super (laughs) excited until it had to be him. So now we've got the XFL. Sorry, Adam. Uh, Transition. All those questions you asked, you never wanted to answer. So I apologize. I would love to talk to Adam anytime, and ask, and he can ask me whatever he wants. All right. So I've got a question for you regarding the XFL. I watched a lot of the AF AAF football games. I guess the F might be redundant because the F. I assume no. Maybe it was a federation. Was a football. 
I was thinking F stood for something else. I don't so. know what you're talking okay. about. Well, it was the the league that was a thing last year that went belly up like seven and a half weeks in. They like stopped playing games midway through the week and was like, we can't. Do I that. actually didn't know they played games. I thought it was done before. No, it was, they played like five weeks or something yeah. like that. And then people that went and played in these other cities, they didn't even pay for them to get back home. Yes. They had to pay their own way back home. Yeah, and so that that not really the the best light to be left not in. Cool, bro. But now, so the XFL, the re-return of the XFL, the XFL debuted in 2001 or 2002, something yeah, like that. Um, I was in elementary school, so those days are blurry just because I was coloring and painting and being drunk. <laughs> I was gonna say. You said it was blurry. I was just playing with it. Yeah, because I was in like a first grade, not because of anything else. Jeez, Louise. Um, but again, still owned by Dark. Vince McMahon, the owner of the WWE. Back then, it was the WWF, but now it's entertainment and not a federation. Uh, reports say that Vince McMahon is set to lose three hundred and seventy-five million dollars to start funding the league. Which seems crazy. Now the league is on Fox and NBC. That's a thing, I suppose. But that's a lot of money. Um, And so he hopes that he hopes that you guys are going to watch. But Danny, are you going to watch? Have you watched? I mean, the first game was today. I wasn't too excited about it, but knowing that this was something that we were going to talk about, I did you know a, a small amount of research, and I think they're going about it in the right way. I think. To me, and I had all these things written down about rule changes and stuff, and we can talk about that if we want, but it almost feels like the excitement for me is creating something new and trying to take something that you already know people love and are obsessed with and just trying to find the little things that over time we've all wanted changed a little bit, and I think that's what they did with with the rule changes, and it's coming at a good time. We're hitting, other than like March Madness and maybe the Masters, a little bit of a lull in sports and don't forget the nba yeah but that's gonna go all the way into the summer so just not i guess many high profile sports on right now it's it's probably good timing is my point and i just think it's gonna all depend on if if we get high profile notable players that or or personalities that people are going to want to tune in to watch i think in general People tune in when football is on their TV, but for it to have staying power, it's, it's all going to depend on the the uh, the employees. This league has such an impact, and you're so excited for it that we decided to record this podcast while the game was going on. No, I like there's we a did reason. we did that during the pl- the NFL play. I just think it's a pretty cool time. idea. I think it's pretty cool the way that they're going about it, and I'm more curious to see how it ends up or what kind of hold it can take. It could it could die out and seven weeks or it could be something that two three years from now people are really looking forward to when the nfl season ends now just to kind of play not maybe the devil's advocate but i think something that the aaf that's dark had (laughs) hot too (laughs) depending on the source of literature you're talking about but (laughs) (laughs) i get that jab in there uh but the aaf uh that league that went belly up six and a half weeks uh, into their season last year, they had a like regional base system where they had like a Birmingham team and a, 
Wow. Uh, other Midwest teams and then other East Coast teams. But, like, they had... Research. They had... <laughs> yeah, something like that. But so many players had to be from that region. They had to go to college uh, if it was in Birmingham well, in the cool. Southeast. So, at least when... That's how the English Premier League and soccer works. Yeah. And so we talked about this the other day, how at least those fans would have... <laughs> <laughs> would have people to see th- and names that they recognize from Saturdays. And so I thought that was a cool idea, but clearly not as good. Um, Brandon, any thoughts Brandon on him? actually yeah. watched it today. Yeah. And he had, I watched a little so bit. So what, what are your initial thoughts then? So I thought the brand of football wasn't too bad. You know, teams executed pretty well. The things that I thought were cool from the ABC broadcast and – I, I don't know that I've really seen this before, but on the ABC broadcast, they have the uh, spread next to the team uh, that's predicted that to was, win them yeah. by how many. And then to the side, they have the over, or like the... Is it the adjusted over. throughout the game then? No, it just no, showed it was, the one. But I thought that was kind of cool. Well, and it was kind of funny. Halfway through the second quarter, it was 6-9, to nine, but the over-under was 51.5. And, and it was like, oh, God, like, did they just make this like way there's a joke in there but we're too mature to make and it and i was apparently. like and i thought there's no way they're gonna make that but <laughs> that was the actual <laughs> score the, the spread was pretty close i think they won by 11 how would you make up a spread for these I, games that's anyway? what i was wondering <laughs> I was and also, the over under was yeah. like right there i read somewhere was it around 45 though 50, 51 i said because i just read somewhere earlier that they like just Started them all at like 45, yeah. and we're gonna see. I guess wherever the money goes, yeah. you're gonna yeah. adjust that. I was kind of shocked by like this is a brand new league. You would think that the teams were should have been pretty well balanced in terms of talent. Like mm-hmm. most of the spreads were five plus points. You would have mm-hmm. thought that if it's a new league, everybody should yeah. have had everybody had the chance of the exact same players. It would have you would have had more. And who are the people putting like because the spread's gonna. Gonna fluctuate over time yeah. based on where the, which side it the money's coming on. Based but on who's who's betting on this? There's degenerates <laughs> out there that I'm sure they made. I'm sure they'll build another and casino those, named the XFL. Yeah. Those. Well, hey, fun fact about the old WWE: they wanted to have their own like casino, and that fell through real fast. But uh, I would assume that the the first week spreads was solely based on quarterback matchups. Just yeah. who and, has the best yeah. quarterback? Who has most more players that we actually know? I've of. read that like who the head coach has a lot to do with some of that too. Like that's they'll mm-hmm. use who's coaching the team as a way to adjust that. Otherwise, I liked the I liked the double pass idea for it uh, or the double forward pass. Yeah. I think that's cool. Whole new meaning for RPO. You know, RPPO for people who don't know the actual rule, like Danny. No, I do. So, I, like in the past, know you it. Could, if you lateraled, you know, or had the ball go backwards, um, then you could you can still throw. In this one, you can drop back and you can throw a screen. As long as the ball is caught behind the line of scrimmage, you can throw again. Which, if you have a running back or a, a slot receiver with a good arm, that's pretty sweet. And I thought, I uh, like, and I was telling Andy earlier, the kickoff. I, I know the NFL is trying to get away from the kickoff and the kick return because of injuries. But, like, when I coached, like, kickoff return, that was, like, my baby. You yeah. know, and, and I took it super serious. We had different schemes and all this stuff for it, and it was pretty fun. And uh, loved coaching kick return. And so this, it's taking away the coaching out of it. But the way it's set up, <laughs> at least it's a safe way to where they can still have it. And, and, and it was 
kind of fun to watch. And so the what Brandon's alluding to is just that the kicker kicks off from the 30-yard line. The return team has one return man, and then the rest of the 10 guys are on their own 35-yard 30 yard line. coverage is on the 35. Yeah, they're five, five yards, yards across from each other. So it's like a mad scrumble. Or scr- and if you don't kick scrum, it scramble, scrumble, or scrum. yeah, scrumble. <laughs> if you don't kick it past the 20, you get it at the other 45. <laughs> yeah. so it's like that no. happened like right at the end of the half. So like it's one of those nuances that it's going to take a while to adjust to just because it looks so different and so crazy. But that's interesting. Yeah. How much did you watch today? Uh, I mean, probably combined maybe 60% yeah. of the game. Did, was, did you see any of the double passes? No, I didn't see a single one. I was just curious if that was like a new toy. So coach was like, oh, we can do this. We're I think do it, that. I would have run that about 47. <laughs> I would have ran probably 10 bubbles, option, you know, just or, or just a slip jock back and then be like, hey, when everybody comes. You know how we'll know if the XFL is actually making an impact if – College or NFL actually starts to adjust any rules. Well, and that's what the overtime thing is awesome. That's what the original idea was, was we're going to do stuff so that way eventually the NFL takes what we're doing and makes it realistic or, you know, on the big stage. But then the AAFL was kind of the other way where, hey, we're going to try some stuff out as kind of the, the little brothers and so that way they can, like, experiment with us and help us. Whereas the XFL just seems like, no, this is what we're doing, and you're going to want to – you don't want what That's we're called upsetting the industry. Real quick, explain the overtime rules because I don't know. Oh, so overtime – and these are just basics. There's some nuances, but it's like – it's kind of like a, a soccer shootout. I was going to say How you going to do that on a football? Soccer yeah. reference. I was going to say hockey, but – We've waited yeah, seven episodes. It's, it's five rounds, so I think you get the ball on the five-yard line and one play to score, and I think the score, if you score, it's worth two points. Mm-hmm. That's And so then the other team gets the ball on, on the five. They get one chance to score. Okay, do you want to know what's annoying about that? What? Because we've Walking had back the, and forth. We've had the up. soccer – or the soccer. We've had the college football overtime rules for the last however many years, and every time there's an – a college football game that goes into overtime. No you man. have to see that graphic yeah. of explaining. Oh, this the is going to yeah. Like <laughs> how long is this graphic? It's going to be very long. It's going to be credits. That, that yeah, because I scrolled. I was scrolling through all the rules on the on their website, and this was a long one. That's why I'm telling you there's nuances that I kind of skipped. Is it? Is but it it's, it it's five Arkham's rounds. Razor. Is it, is, have you guys ever heard of that? What? Like Arkham's Razor. It's 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 some some like philosophical thing where like the the simplest idea is usually the best one. I thought that's how Batman shaved. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Uh, but, <laughs> like, this just seems like they're trying to make it too complicated. See, it's, well, it's like how they did it last time. Like, yeah. Do you remember how in the last NFL they decided who got the ball first? That, that didn't even last the whole time. Yeah, got hurt. yeah. They just threw the ball out there, and I think a player from each team yep. sprinted out to try to grab Whoever got it. Uh, just and this isn't really my opinion. It's something I've heard. I'll finish. Exp- I'll, I'm gonna make a blog post where I actually <laughs> put the rules of overtime, since I didn't get a chance to finish. Yeah, I was them. I was tired of it after <laughs> the first rule. Fair enough. When you I, said soccer, I was like, no, I'm out. It's five <laughs> rounds. Uh, but the one thing that the NFL did get the last time that I think is pretty cool is uh, the aerial cam that flies across the field. That was an, uh, an original XFL thing. Yep. And so now once it kind of went defunct, then the NFL did kind of just steal that. So it will kind of have a minor effects on the NFL. But in my opinion, 
Like, it's just kind of like my opinion about college basketball. And I like college basketball, like, as the, the spectacle of it and the tournament is cool. But you're watching players that aren't good enough to play in the in the league that really matters. So, like I mentioned in our text message, how many D-League basketball games do, do you think people watch? Now, to be fair, I do watch a lot of FCS football, D2 football, D3 football. So, I'm this not, is right up my alley. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm not right. saying there's so one not, person will be small. Typical. Yeah, I'm not saying there won't be a small audience, but there's people who watch D-League basketball, too, and it doesn't make money because That's, why would you watch D-League basketball when you can watch That was my point earlier is that it's gonna, people are going to watch it because it's, they got the big networks to show it. So they're going to watch it because it's on TV. It's only going to stick around if the people on the field are exciting to watch. Well, into of the eight team league to add to that of the eight team league seven of them already have one NFL team and one of them has two other NFL teams so you're just getting over the NFL season and teams that Where the good players play yes and then but like Dallas already has the Cowboys obviously DC has the Redskins Houston the Texans LA has the Chargers and the Rams and they already are struggling to Seattle. have attendance issues Seattle New York Tampa, the only four team, or five of them share stadiums. Yeah, too with and so the teams. only team that doesn't have its own fan base is St. Louis, and so maybe they're happy to have another football team back in its city limits. But of the eight teams, seven just got done watching a 17-week NFL season. Plus, there is a ninth team. Did you hear about that? Nope. The team nine, like when you look on their web. So I was looking at the <laughs> web page today. Yep. You know, they they have the eight. Teams with the names, and then on the menu, when you click on it, it says Team 9. And I was like, oh, that's weird. It's like a default lazy web page designer, you know? <laughs> what do you want? So, so Insert I clicked Team on, 9. Yeah, so what's, I what's your, what's your nine, profession? And I thought it was going to say Page Cannot Be Found, you know? But you click on that. They actually have a Team 9, which has rosters of players that are, like, practicing and doing this stuff. If somebody gets hurt and that's, like, their free agency, they can it's draft somebody... Nine. Wow. From that team who's been practicing and is in game shape. And that you think I can get my name on that list? <laughs> well, that goes <laughs> back that to cool. the original, would we say 560 players they just put in this big pool? Yeah. So mm-hmm. those are, must yeah. have been the guys that didn't get taken by yeah. a team or, or something. Must I wonder be. what they get paid for. I just, don't know. But you're I on the practice squad, but not even though. of a team, just the general practice. I wonder what kind of uniforms they wear in practice. Yeah, I don't know. Team, like... Generic gray just, and black. Yeah, they just say generic. team. Like they're, the Mighty Ducks before. They're white the and they just say yeah. what were team and black. They D3, no, the, the D9. Dist- or district 9. Hey, by the way. Well, that's obviously where Team 9 practices is District Goldberg, the goalie. Jeez. How mighty have fallen. He's a Philadelphia sport fan, too. Yeah, always wearing the Flyers uniform. Anyway. It was District 5, by the oh, way. District 5. Dang, District 9 was an alien movie that... Oh, yeah! That was a great movie. Did you see that movie? <laughs> oh, oh, no. I would say... Pretty solid. Just to... Fi- I don't Can know you guys finish believe, though, spell, but- that Adam Banks tried to lie and get to the other team to try to get to the Hawks instead of playing with yeah, the Yeah, but Ducks? did you see how organized the Hawks were? Was there the a Hawks transfer were? portal? Adam Banks, master <laughs> yeah. of the triple D before... Long yeah. after... Gordon Bombay. Gordon Bombay. Yeah. Bombay. yeah. Skated on the same pond. Jeez. Adam Banks. <laughs> I love the Mighty Ducks. I do, too. The we Mighty Ducks, man. I watched it on Disney Plus tonight. Plug. Already done it. 
and heavyweights. Ah, oh, that's, that's a also great one too. I think we should also we should actually also start a blog now or get a website where we can just well. do all these rants. That don't should we should we just have a watch along <laughs> episode? Have a discussion board. Like, Congratulations, oh, you're the fattest boy in camp. You know, that would be kind of cool, actually. Any last thoughts on the old X? If you really want to know all the rule changes, <laughs> just look it up on the website. <laughs> they can't have one person moving forward before the. Do snaps. you guys know this like nice. physics doesn't allow the knuckle puck to even be a real <laughs> shot? I practice that thing over and I feel over like, and over. I feel like that leads into our physics. I saw it live. <laughs> it was uncontrollable. Yeah. Yeah. But tough to stop. Yeah. Now I feel but like it drives goalies crazy. <laughs> it drives, that's what it is. It drives goalies crazy. I feel like that's an extra point that was a little shot, a little too. Andy, low. do you remember the baseball pitcher from like five? Phil Necro? No, no, no. Oh. He was supposed. He supposedly threw a pitch that had never been seen. The before. gyro yeah. ball. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Do you that. believe? Uh, you believe in most conspiracy theories, so do you believe that there is a gyro See, ball? So that's, that that pitcher actually existed. I thought you were talking about Sid Finch, the guy <laughs> who had that. Gardner floated it. <laughs> yeah. And that got him it. to the series, baby. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming that's a movie quote. Hey, hey, we got hey, a movie hey, quote hey, in, but hey, I have hey, no whoa, idea. Whoa, whoa, also on Disney Plus. Yep. Watching that right after Mighty Ducks. Watched it on the NLB Network not too long ago. It's a great movie. His mom was the pitcher. It was never his dad. Yeah. It was his mom that talk, was the pitcher. Talk about a plot twist there. Yeah. Luckily, nice. that tape gave way just at that moment in the glove. Yeah. I actually feel Chad like Stedman, the man. Just Chad Stedman, man. Chad Stedman. Put his heart on the line it's, it's in that It's never going to get better than this. We should just can it Can you just hit stop now? We should probably stop. <laughs> he felt before. his arm go on that last pitch and got this. Like, no, he didn't even get the strikeout. Didn't even get the strikeout. He had to carry his oh, bum yeah. shoulder oh, to beat like, the guy <laughs> at the plate, and he did it. Oh, yeah. And then Rowan Gardner came out, got the one first guy out. That's freaking Hidden good. ball trick. Oh, yeah. What else did he do? Oh, oh he gosh. he he kept throwing the ball up in oh, the air. Oh yeah, dared him, dared yeah. him to go. And then and then got the best hitter this in the major baseball movie. major league now, baseball league on two changeups. One was a foul ball that hit was hit a mile, but it just went foul. You're just gonna have the guy. Kyle's gonna who, run out of energy and who just go sleep soon. Yeah. Yeah. First in his, at bat, yeah. his first pitch. Now and then to be fair, floated it. To yeah. be fair, and he cried after. To be fair, let's let's talk about this amazing fact. The kid breaks his arm, is at a Cubs baseball game, and catches a home run ball and throws it back. That's how you get discovered Across for the major leagues. The field. Yeah, that is Through amazing. From Always throw home run balls back. <laughs> from center field to the catcher, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but it still had enough steam on it that the catcher like got yeah. knocked oh, back. Yeah. yeah, and so if we're talking about a theme of a movie, always throw home run, home run balls I, back. And I actually love that move. When they throw the other team's home run. And if, well, it, if it gets you a chance to be in the big leagues, <laughs> like, you oh, have to. You have yeah, to. Break your arm so it has to be <laughs> yep. cast yep. like this. And the t- like, that was the best part. <laughs> Funky butt-loving. <laughs> in, the, in the beginning of the movie, when it was like this, he's like, hi, Henry. <laughs> then he'd drive by. Bye, Bye Henry. <laughs> well, <laughs> and the, oh, the so tendons, they just, fused. they fused too tight. Uh, and he broke the doctor's nose, oh, too. Yeah, he's... Oh. Kyle and I talked about it the other day, but the reason why we both missed our chance to play in the major leagues was because we were both secretly a little bit scared yeah. of the ball when we were in the batter's box. <laughs> well, no, mine was in the field. I love to hit. Oh, mine you you didn't want to take one off a rock and hit yeah. it in the nose or something? Yeah, like I didn't. I never wanted. I was to a little play scared third. of that too. I didn't want to play play third base. You know who's a great softball player? Well, here Andy. you you another humble brag because <laughs> I got one. Well, baseball. no, no. 
Okay. I'll, I'll let him humble brag and then I'll knock him back down to earth a little it bit. It was when Andy pickled the beast. <laughs> <laughs> I used every piece of erective set I owned. <laughs> and the dog's name was Hercules. The, what are the odds? What are the odds? Now look at us. Yep. Who'd have thought? Not me. And he was the announcer for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, and his best friend was a player. Some people say the Jet might have lost a step, but I don't know. I still think we're in for some fireworks. So, what? We didn't have a movie quote last episode, so we're just getting them all in this one. I think one, we so just did a whole movie. <laughs> Had to keep this. Or those are different movies. Yeah. I honestly don't even know what movies those were. But. Do you have your softball home no, break? No, it was, it was about baseball, and I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> Anyways, that's fun. We can do that off air, so that way it doesn't sound terrible. Woo! Any last uh, movie quotes or XFL comments? Because you can't force those things; they gotta come naturally. <laughs> naturally. Do we well, have other topics? <laughs> we exhausted. We, we we took a left turn real quick there, and I kind of lost my notes on the floor. <laughs> I think that happened during your extra points, then, right? All right. Just real quick, thumbs up, thumbs down on the XFL. How many games do you think you're gonna watch, Brandon? Uh, maybe, maybe three more. Not the whole games, but yeah. I'll, I'll turn it on, check it out. Thumbs up. Are you interested at all? Yeah, because there's two games every Saturday, two games every Sunday, so chances are one of those days I'll tune in. Just Bubble. see what it's like. Excited? You know, there are four Huskers in the old XFL. Uh, five Huskers, sorry. And this is the non-Husker fan here. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've always, I'm always interested in looking at those things. I don't necessarily follow Huskers specifically, but it's just, you know, just seeing who... Is Lamar Jackson Husker in the XFL yet? Uh, the no, quarterback? Drafted. <laughs> oh, yeah, the cornerback, not the quarterback. Uh, I'm probably, unless I'm Thanks for letting me finish. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably watch a lot more games. I'll definitely have the old XFL um, website. So you claim to not watch March. the NFL, but you're going to go all in on the yeah, XFL? Yeah, because it's like the Mac of the NCAA football. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, It'll yeah. be on Tuesdays, but I'm not expecting After it. After you say that, yeah, I'm probably going to watch it. Unless I'm sitting at Andy's house, I'm probably not watching a scene. Andy walks by the Ruffles and buys the Barrel of Fun potato chips. Nope, not the Barrel of Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Always the lesser version, huh? I, he definitely chooses Marshmallow Mateys over, <laughs> over Lucky Charms. <laughs> Just the, for pure volume. The amount maybe. of... Throwback Thursdays oh. in this podcast has been crazy. Kyle's fired up today. I've he enjoyed is. it. It's been I, well. You're you're gonna figure it out after I tell you my uh, extra point when we Kyle get. Kyle, all right, Kyle, what's your extra point? Kyle wanted this this one to be kind of short because he's got a social gathering to go to. No, I got a game night, and that's why I'm excited. Because right now, usually when we do these, the last few have been on a Wednesday, so I, I know I have school the next day. But this time, I'm going to a game night, and game nights are fun. Heck yeah, man. Have Good. fun. Extra point, Brandon? Uh, tomorrow, I think I'm going to go on the old Amazon and watch that All or Nothing. It's with the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, it's nothing because <laughs> Carson Wentz got it. But I'm excited to watch that and see the behind the scenes yeah. of the of their season. That is kind of cool. And something about, and I don't know if it's what if he does the all or nothing but that guy's voice that does the nfl films oh uh, yeah and this is when carson wentz decided that he was not able to return to the if game that guy could follow me around and just say Gosh, stuff when i do it you know 
He picked up the litter and put it in its place. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> to be continued. I, I got an extra point because we I don't think we even said it, but the most important thing about the last XFL was that they let you put whatever name <laughs> you want on the back of your jersey. You didn't even have to use your actual name. And so, Andy, what was the most famous nickname of the entire former XFL? He hate me. He hate me. And that was by a guy by the name of Rod Smart that I remembered that someone questioned. Well, you, yeah, I don't. I still don't buy that you know his actual name, but of all the things yeah, I followed, Rod Smart. I, yeah. I told you that. Well, but like, but that didn't get mentioned things, at all today, so that's my. Do you answer. know what team he played for in the NFL? No, Panthers. Carolina Panthers. Oh. Yeah. Boom. Facts. Yeah. Extra point, Andy. Just upset that Daniel's been a little down in the dumps, a little gloomy today with his takes, and that he didn't believe me that I knew who Rod Smart really was. It's probably because he's been watching Little Kid Basketball all day. Oh, okay. I have another extra Oh, point. gosh. Little Kid Basketball. So the XFL, you can actually go for two or three points. So you got two more? Yeah. You go Are we going for two? Are we going for two? I w- little Kid Basketball has taken me to a lot of small towns around the area. Yeah, she's picking up small towns, have, are you? They, no, I'm... You think I'm gloomy today, but I'm not. And a lot of really cool old gymnasiums. And I've, I've realized that I'm into, like, just old school gym auditoriums. Went to Holdridge, Nebraska today and played a game at the Holdridge Auditorium. Shout out to the Dusters. Yeah. Any Dusters listeners? I'm assuming it's not where the Dusters play, but it's a really cool... It's not. Really cool, I think, 1920s auditorium. And I've... Gosh, 100 years old. I enjoy that. So that's my other extra point. And a third one. Go ahead. Third one? Yeah. Just going from the five. Or Deion the Sanders two? had another nickname. <sighs> Prime, Prime time. Prime time. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at SingSecond, on Instagram at SingSecondPod, or by searching us on Facebook. Good night. Yeah, Facebook?